Hi, I'm Chris Damaris. And I'm Aaron Marquis, and you're listening to Bite. Bite. Yum. another week of the coven bites very own podcast all about feminism nerdiness and all those good things that we love this episode is kind of about where feminism and nerdiness really kind of intersect and i feel like that happens within fandoms which we're all a part of and the voice that you are currently under a spell by because coven which is yeah okay are we do we get the concept yet are we <laughs> we're like no. five episodes in we're here uh, okay what's i'm the su- what's a coven is this I, that american horror story yeah sure oh. <laughs> um i'm your supreme daily wilhelm and joining me today is the lovely emma and also with me is the ever-changing name i'm wondering if uh can i go sydney now i'm christine I'm not changing my name again. No. Okay. Here (laughs) we go. So, fandoms. I definitely started out in the HP fandom. Harry Potter all the way. Oh, yeah. That was case. Yeah. (laughs) I think Harry Potter is kind of like more or less a gateway drug to liking other things. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Like, big time. I have a question. When you say fandom, does this mean like what you would search and join on in the internet? Or you just like meet up with group of friends and like scream about harry potter yes i, I like, mean let's define this yeah you're right I can't, I'll, I'll probably have a different yeah um i definitely think that i guess it just is different experience for everyone if uh you had friends that were into the same thing as you were or if you had friends at all unlike myself no i'm kidding but um uh, some people's ex- trigger i have no friends excuse you <laughs> refer back yeah. to our last podcast where <laughs> we talked a lot about trigger warnings but oh, this podcast, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I kind of squeed over stuff with my friends for sure. But I think now it's kind of moved a lot online. There's a power, more powerful movement, I think, online. You have a bigger community all around the world. So I don't know. My fandom's online. I, I, I think feel like. also there's a, a main, like a really big difference between online fandom and in real life fandom. True. Like it's just there's a whole different dynamic with each of them. I, I've had a different kind of experience. I didn't have a lot of uh, people to, like, squeal about, like, fandoms, which makes me envious when I hear other friends and be like, oh, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, that sounds nice. Where <laughs> I remember, like, one of the first things that got me on the internet was this webcomic called Gunnerick's Court. Please read it. It's a great sexuality representation and feminine strong female characters it's all this christine's recommendation of the podcast yes um, awesome but i also what also got me on the internet a lot and got me on a lot of google searching was this uh kind of kid young teen uh book series called the sisters Grimm, which I've heard of that, I, yeah. you can probably guess has some girls in it <laughs> and i read that from i think maybe when i was 12 or something mm-hmm. And the problem was when you get to an adult and I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, I got old. This, it doesn't, I, you can probably still enjoy it as a kid or give it to, I don't know, nieces, nephews, kids. I don't know who you are. Um, but it's an enjoyable story. But that, uh, that book series got me on the internet and that's when I was like, oh, there's fan fictions. I could write a fan. Yeah, yeah. You go fan fiction. <laughs> oh, you Lord. go find that everyone. I didn't finish it. 
Oh, man. I had, like, oh. maybe one chapter left, and I was like, eh. Oh, yeah, man. I can definitely say um, I am the author of a 1,221, wait, no, 100,221-word Harry Potter fan fiction. I don't there we go. Even. I wrote a novel about Harry Potter. So Very nice job. My immortal. I think oh, no. we have the special guest here today. Yeah. Dem- I just, I Raven, just threw up in Demar- my mouth a little darkness, bit. Dementia way, Anobi, <laughs> e- whatever. My favorite but. thing about that is when people take other fandoms and put characters in it. Like, I recently saw one of Locus from Red vs. Blue put in the character of Dementia, and it was like the first paragraph. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever read in my life. Oh my gosh. Oh, That's like a kind of a fandom classic for sure if you don't know my immortal just put in my immortal harry potter i would put in dramatic reading yeah i would put in like there's some animations or pictures you can read do that if you it hurts it can hurt i don't even think i was able to finish it i was just like it'll give you abs from laughing so hard though (laughs) so that's my workout recommendation of the podcast tachycardia because it'll hurt your heart there we go but so Harry Potter was my first one. Sisters Grimm was your first fandom. Mm-hmm. What was your first fandom, um, Emma? The Teletubbies fandom. Oh, <laughs> there we beautiful. go. <laughs> Going way back. No, I, um, Harry Potter, definitely. And a series of unfortunate events kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I read a lot in elementary school because I had no friends. But um, no, I, I... Outside was scary. Yes, I had, yes. Yeah. And I picked up... I'm actually one of those people that everyone hates. I read the book so out of order. Oh, no. I read, um, but, like, it made sense to me. I could put it together because I'd seen the first movies. So I was like, okay, I kind of get it. I read it um, three, four, and then I went uh, five, one, two, six, seven. Yeah, I'm staring at you in disappointment. I don't even, I'm staring (laughs) at myself in disappointment, honestly. And, like, I definitely, I read, um, that was the first thing that I really, really, really got into. And then um, I didn't really get into much else until um, middle school when I start when I read The Hunger Games as, you know, um, recommended by a friend. Mm-hmm. And so that was my second big one. And then I got to high school and everything just kind of went downhill. And I'm an emotional train wreck. <laughs> I am an emotional time bomb. I don't know. <laughs> Self-description I'm, of a fangirl, gosh, basically. I'm, I'm thinking myself back in, oh, gosh, I was, I'm trying to remember if it was, like, early or late middle school, early high school. I think it might have been middle school, where I was reading Gunnery Corps, and I'd be like, all right, wake up before class, uh, before school starts, and see the latest update, and then be like, yeah, and then think about that all day. Yeah, there's something to be said for the yeah. dedication of fangirls. Oh, like we've, oh my God. I think we've yeah. all, at one point, self-described, or self-identified, really, as a fangirl. Um, oh. It's now got a little bit of a different connotation. Ooh. It's not super positive. Like, I used to be like, yeah, I'm, like, that was, like, me when, like, people were like, yeah. oh, what are you into? And I'd be like, well, I'm a Harry Potter fangirl. I'm into Super Hulak. I, I went there, guys. <laughs> oh, I, I did, too. I was in that darkness. I did, too. See, now you got to be the stereotypical cool kid. you like, I don't like anything. Yeah, yeah. Everything sucks. Nihilism. <laughs> Just nihilism. Art is a lie. Nothing is real. <laughs> oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> but, Shout out to um, Bo Burnham. I mean, like... Fangirls, I guess, especially I noticed before this podcast, I did some Google searching, as one does, and um, I looked up fangirl, and the definition I typically got for that was a girl obsessed with a series, and then I looked up fanboy, and I got a passionate fan of various elements of geek culture. 
I think internalized in sexism. There we go. <laughs> I need Isn't to make that. That should be our jingle at the beginning. Inter- internalized sexism. <laughs> Woo! Oh, but, that was really um, loud. I'm sorry. I don't like. There's just kind of a lot of negative things associated with fangirls that aren't with fanboys. Like fangirls, you're like, oh, there's screaming girls who like glomp and tackle and squee versus fanboys are kind of like respected almost for their it's because there's like, obsession imagine a stereotypical uh cons boy band concert and all the girls there i'm That's getting kinda, into that later it's kind of oh. that it's kind of <laughs> that uh feeling that all girls it's kind of that uh expression that all girls have to have for everything they like right but then with fanboys we're not thinking anything of all the people who have bought their tickets seven months in advance it's to go see the new star sports. wars Manly men They just stare at something for hours. <laughs> I don't know what boys do. Well, I mean, sometimes I, I stare at pictures of people for hours. Or I used to. I don't anymore. Because I have a life. Yeah, I think um, that's <laughs> that another really thing. That was really rude. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to say anything about oh. it. I'm not oh. quite, I don't do that. All right. I have, oh, my God. Rewind. Rewind. Backpedaling. But staring at <laughs> pictures for hours. Um... I definitely think that another thing that kind of defines, it's not really within a fandom, it kind of is, but uh, being obsessed with a certain celebrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think never, we've all been there. I've no, never, you haven't? Not, like, obsessed. Like, I'll be like, yeah, and I might like be like, oh, I wonder, no. I don't think I've ever been obsessed. I mean, especially don't at a there. young age. Do not go don't, there. Don't Please. go there. Yeah. Please don't. I mean, I can see like my freshman year of high school, I was all about um, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender because X Men and because they're beautiful. And then, of course, I think the Sherlock fandom is kind of defined by their obsession with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh. I mean, that's. Kind okay. of what gets attributed to fangirls nowadays. Okay, I saw something recently. If you're a Benedict Cumberbatch, like whatever, you're fan. If you're a fan, if you don't like him, try if you can to find footage because he was uh, the Dragon Hobbit. Try to find footage of him voice re- recording that because that <laughs> is a beautiful thing because he turned into a dragon for that. He was he was like. Meh. Yeah, it, so oh, it, you'll see him crawl around, and it's beautiful. Yeah, That's so like the, the motion capture, ever. right? Like technology can only it. go that far, but he he went as far as he could as an actor in trying to slither in a human form and be a you know hundred foot long dragon when he's really just a very tall British man. Daniel Day Lewis would have actually become a dragon. He would have shape shifted. There we go, <laughs> Lord. I trust in Lord Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> yeah, while watching, I was like, okay, let's see him try to fly off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Attempt. Attempt. But, um, I don't, I mean, I don't think it's super healthy to be that fixated and define it's yourself not. by even, like, even by a series. Like, you can have, be passionate for something and be like, I'm, I have a lot of knowledge about, mm-hmm. like, the ins and outs of, like, I know so much Harry Potter, like, trivia and, like, supernatural trivia and Sherlock trivia and that kind of thing. But, like, should we go as far as to let that define, like, who we are? It's too much of a good thing isn't a good thing. Yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, speaking from, like, experience of jumping through, like, multiple fandoms and being in lots of them at once, it's, um, looking, like, looking at it objectively, it can get 
to a point where it is not good for a person. Has anyone had that moment when you're filling out, like, hey, we're going to get together, we're going to write down what your interests are, and I'm just like, oh, 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 oh here are my hobbies, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. But, it's- yeah, a pro- problem is being like, yeah, I love this thing, is you're associated with that fandom. The right. good, most likely the bad. Right. The bad and the ugly. So... I asked in advance of this podcast to find some of the bads of the fandom. Of course, guys, we'll end on a positive note, I promise. But, I mean, we have to look into where this has become kind of a toxic group of people online. Look under the this rock. strange hive mind. I feel like a fandom, as soon as it becomes a thing, it's like, if you, don't, if you have an unpopular opinion, or if you're like, I don't really agree with this ship, then you will uh, good luck out there mm-hmm. really in the end oh uh, you know how much shipping. i've suffered because my ship wasn't popular but the, my no tps were i'm just oh <sighs> i have had so you many can't with help with who you ship it just happens love is love i can help it now i can't no 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 oh. but i think especially um Kind of the supernatural fandom has a lot of, uh, 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 like, okay. You guys have fun. Supernatural was what I was about in high school. Oh, yeah. Like, Super Hulock. Super, it got to Super Hulock. I never really watched Doctor Who because I couldn't make that commitment to all those episodes. I'm sorry. I know it's good, guys. I do. I only but, started at nine. Um, the best really episode is the first one of when it was renewed with when they're fine plastic yeah. people. That is the best. That's the I best have one. seen that one. I, I swear. Dead animation. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, serious. Um, it's the best. But um, Supernatural is Bay, and then Sherlock. I still like Sherlock. Sherlock's it's pretty because good. It comes out so like rarely that they haven't had the chance to totally mess everything up yet i didn't watch it right i was just kind of i didn't pay full attention i was doing something else while my family was watching Mm -hmm. so i was just like yeah so i i didn't get into it yeah my dad actually likes sherlock when i like when i would put it on because he's like he's a chemist a history nerd he he just he gets really into that kind of stuff and just like you know, I would put it on, and he would find it really, really interesting. And he um, he loves the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. He loves all of that stuff. He loves l- detective shows, and I love my dad. He's no. awesome. I was about to say <laughs> Robert Downey so Jr. Much. is the one true Sherlock. Excuse you. Oh, yeah. Bite me. No, but um, <laughs> I do feel way. like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but... Yes. Fun fact about the like people think that the Sherlock fandom is uh, crazy now, but when the books were first coming out, true. When (laughs) Arthur Conan Doyle killed off, uh, um, spoiler alert! If you don't know this, this is not a spoiler-free podcast, guys. You should know this by now. Yeah, I mean, this is something that happens in pretty much every single incarnation of Sherlock: is that he gets killed and gets killed off by usually by a scheme from Moriarty. And when Arthur Conan Doyle (laughs) first did that and killed him off. There was such an uproar. Like, people were wearing black and, like, constantly just sending him letters and everything to the point where he was forced to bring Sherlock back because... And he didn't want to. He, he hated him. He didn't want to. Yeah. Like, I, and it's... I mean, and that's just kind of the proof that fandom is not just a now thing. It's been here. It's been here. Like, it's, yeah. Those fanboys are Those fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I took, actually, a class that was entirely centered around studying Sherlock last semester. It's a it was thing? It was a colloquium. It's an honors colloquium. Oh, yeah. And wow. we took a trip to London and to see all the Sherlock stuff. It was pretty amazing. But I think, especially Sherlock proves that, you know, 
fandom is is for everyone it's not just defined by fangirls or fanboys because we should get on that too a little bit that fanboys aren't always good representations like i think that's especially seen in like my little pony fandom i was just thinking i'm like for everyone my little pony oh Yay. There's a difference between being for everyone and taking something and warping it, and it's I um taking hmm. it for your own, taking it for taking it away from the intended audience. Yeah. Like there's a difference. I think that was one of our first podcasts. We really talked about how you know six year old girls can no longer be allowed to like Google like Fluttershy because of the things that I've will show up it. on it's the image good. search. Yeah. Flesh, it's I know. sad. Yeah. It's, it's really it's sad. It's bad when people take something that was meant to be for a certain audience and then it's mine now it's mine now they licked it they licked it <laughs> they, like, they would like a cookie at a bake sale like, hey, it was licked and claimed yeah, hey you need to give it back uh, do you want it now poor Fluttershy no. Oh, no. poor Fluttershy <laughs> oh but um no <laughs> I mean Doctor Who I feel like still has a following from more than just quote-unquote fangirls oh because it's a classic like, yeah looking back it's been going on for over 50 years like absolutely I mean, yeah i'm so yeah that that's um it has become like it's gotten a big influx recently mm-hmm. and you know part of that may be because it was resurrected and it's the 50 year anniversary and stuff but um yeah it it's uh it does have a following that's more than just the typical fangirls and, like, I think a lot of uh, interesting actors have always gotten kind of the, not if not their start, then they have at some point in their career appeared on Doctor Who. Like, I'm thinking um, uh, Andrew Garfield. Hmm. Yeah. Spider-Man. It's like the British actor rule. You're either in Harry Potter or on Doctor Who. It's one of the two. <laughs> that's the it's law. It's very rare that you find a British actor that's not on one of those. And then you aim for a Game of Thrones. And then, yeah, if you're not yeah. in one of those, then you just go to Game of Thrones. It's like... There you go. You skip the child's play and you go right to the murder. <laughs> murder. Um, which I want to talk about murder husbands later. Is anyone a fanable here? I or know what's been happening. I know everyone's. what's been happening. I watched the first two episodes and then I got distracted. That happens to me way that's, too that's often. That's another interesting following. But I, yeah, I, I've, like, a bunch of people that on like that I've followed on the internet are like, big into the Hannibal thing so I know what's happened yeah it was pretty interesting to watch with um Hannibal how that really I was able to like actually see how a fandom started (laughs) versus what just like jumping in stream with like Sherlock or Supernatural but okay ooh, ooh, yeah my favorite thing and the only reason why I would ever want to watch Hannibal it's because of those uh, memes where Hannibal's, like, serving food, and he makes a food pun of murder, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's good, and he's just, just, like, pissed off. And it's he's like, just like, I eat people. Yeah. He's like, I eat people, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is great, and it's there's, like, Ugh. I, I'm not, I'm still not 100% sure if it's real or not. At some point, there's a screen cap that just, in the bottom caption, says, loudly implied cannibalism. <laughs> That's kind of the show, guys. If you haven't seen Hannibal yet, it's beautiful and also loudly implied cannibalism. There's a lot of loudly implied His name is Hannibal. It, it rhymes with, with cannibal. It's like oh, all these people are like, who's oh my God, eating people? How about you look at the guy whose name rhymes with cannibal? Like, Too obvious. Can you? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, uh, Danable? Oh, it's Danable. Ooh, Xanabal maybe? Um, Xanax. Danable Hector. He did it. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> You mean Hannibal Lecter? No, no, I said Danibal Hector. Guys, oh my God. come on. 
But um, so my my Bay fandom, the original one, aside from Harry Potter, because I feel everyone starts in Harry Potter at some point. If Even you I have read Harry Potter, I'm, yeah. I'm shocked when people say they don't like Harry Potter. Like I just like you could kill someone. Or, I don't even know, do something horrible, and I would still be less surprised than if you told me that you'd never read Harry Potter right. and you never saw it. I would just be like... Okay. It's just like, what have you been doing with your life? I mean, it's like, just that, like, in our culture at this point. Oh, my God. It's like, so... Like, people define themselves by it. People, you know, that's that's the easiest gift I mean, to give someone. Like, especially this holiday season, I've I'm been like, what can I get for people? What house are they in? I'll just get them a scarf or something. That kind of thing. Slytherins and Hufflepuffs actually would make an amazing duo. Yeah, and murder. Slytherin. Okay. Slytherin. 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 Um, but Hufflepuff. <laughs> um, supernatural. Okay. Oh, oh boy. So I started in this, and this is my story. Um, <laughs> I started in Supernatural in high school, and it was pretty great then. Oh, the that first time. five seasons oh, were yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. First five seasons. Totally recommend We're forever. To end there. <laughs> but then I feel like this is maybe an example of something that was kind of like kept alive by the fandom, too. Um, it's sh- honestly. Supernatural sh- should have died. It should have died. Like, it it's been officially confirmed <laughs> by the guy who fought it up. Rest. It should have just been like, there you go. You had Lay your, your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no, no. more. <laughs> oh my gosh. I actually listened to that song way more before um, Supernatural. So when it first went on, I'm just like, I know this song. Yeah. Just like head banging along to the credits. Yeah. Supernatural gave me a little bit of a, an appreciation for classic rock for oh, sure. Yeah. But Supernatural started out. So like I would look up all the gifts online, you know, funny comics, fan fictions, all that stuff. And that was pretty great. And then... You know, it kept just dragging along, the show did, and I think it was really kept alive by these girls online who, every week that a new episode was on, would nearly get certain things trending on Twitter, or would so there would close. be so many hits on Tumblr, or whatever have you, and it kind of became... And then cons, especially, like comic cons. There's no reason to have entire supernatural comic cons, especially now when the show is like limping. Um, oh man, it's this being, poor dead horse. It's like dragging along, it's missing a leg, it's arms broken. Yeah, just like, it's like, please just shoot me. It's but kill there's, me. <laughs> there's Gymcon, there's the one in Europe, there's um, Chicon, there's all these comic cons that are like specifically supernatural based yeah and like the actors are like rock stars when they come into these because like there's you know meetups there's you know autographs there's people getting um their pictures taken with them and there's (laughs) and um there's uh panels and it's kind of incredible to see like how much like admiration and how much passion people have for a single show for it to you know be alive still and have these actors who have not done a whole lot other than Supernatural <laughs> because Supernatural keeps going. Yeah. They um, don't have time to do anything else. And, yeah. It's I mean, like your soul is literally like ours. And I mean like I don't understand the whole big convention for one show thing. Yeah. It's different if you have a convention for like like RTX for example. It's the entirety of Rooster Teeth the convention. It's like they yeah. have so many facets of it like Achievement Hunter, Red versus Blue, Ruby. And then even then they have like Game Grumps came. Yeah, and they like... have a whole bunch of other things, but then it's just 
for one show it's like how much can you milk out of it to make a giant convention just keep beating that dead horse while it keeps spitting out money Um, it's not even dead at this point it's like rotted it's bones it's like (sighs) salt and burn salt and burn it um like especially the the like actors that have only been in like a handful of episodes how they like that's their career at this point like going to supernatural um meetups like um oh sebastian guy, sebastian roche balthazar oh yeah uh, spoiler alert died back in like season six yeah and um he was at uh in the awesome con which is where i went and um you know i like i got like all that kind of stuff and he and i'm just like he died like four years ago yeah and i'm just and i like, mean um the guy who played ash who was like a super minor character? Like Spoiler he was a cool. died in season one. Yeah, he, he died in season one. He's still going to cons. He's still getting people, I mean, you know, wanting his autographs and you know, whatever. Here's what I think I want to have happen. I want Supernatural to have in real life happen to them, like what happened in Spaceballs. To those who don't know the movie, it's about like a legendary off-brand <laughs> Star Trek movie where these Star guys Wars, are t- right? St- Star Trek more. Spaceballs, though. Yeah. I really thought it was Star Wars. No, no, it's Star Trek. Because it's got, like, got the, guy with the, the chewy ears as well. guy. Oh, okay. Well, maybe Are it's we... just sci fi altogether. Are we thinking of the same one? The one with Alan Rickman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The parody. Spaceballs. It has a Sigourney Weaver. There's a different Anyways, one. It's about mm, these guys who, still li- who still go to conventions, still living off uh, their old popular sci-fi show. Mm-hmm. And I just want that to happen in Supernatural. And then they get taken over into the real that. life. I mean, they've, they've, they've kind they of the French done mistake. that. Very meta. They, they are did the French not mistake. afraid to get meta and realize oh how ridiculous their careers are. The French are. mistake was in season five, right? Season, season five, six. Season six. And that's when they... um. Uh, Sam and Dean were transported into the reality of being the the show being filmed, and they were you know it's so it's like and they had to like they like were, they thought like people were addressing them by their actors' names Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki Padalecki <laughs> oh, what's Padalecki what's a Misha <laughs> yeah oh, gosh. Um, Misha Collins oh, Misha oh, Collins man. okay oh god I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about Misha Collins just Misha to get into the good part somehow past the Misha Yeah, have fun trying to get there. So, Misha oh. Collins. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, Misha Collins is kind of became a god. A god. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good word for it, honestly. A god. A capricious god of chaos in the fandom because at one point, he was like a really positive symbol for like, um, you know, he was always very like off-kilter, like be yourself. Yeah. And he had um, his charity, Hope to Haiti, I think, with the help of the Supernatural fandom, raised so much money. Gishwish, for, too. Yeah, Gishwish. Um, I can't... Uh, what's the whole acronym for it? It's basically... Um, greatest internet... Greatest um, internet or international something scavenger yeah. hunt the world has ever seen. Yeah. And he got, like, a world record for that. Like, he was just doing really cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I don't know, it became a little much, to yeah. say the least. Uh, uh, Wide uh, eyes and nodding, yeah. Uh, huh. a People lot, got obsessed. The obsession with the three of them, honestly, has yeah. gotten a, a bit out of hand. The three main characters. Jensen, so. Jared, and Misha. And I'm just like, you know, it's like, I was like, I can recognize that they're attractive human beings. They're pretty cool people. But the obsession with them is a bit much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then, like, I, I saw recently, this is kind of what made me decide to officially be, like, if anyone ever asks me, I'm going to say that I'm not a big fan of Supernatural. Mm-hmm. I'm going to um, send them this podcast. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> listen to um, this. Just listen to this. Here's all the reasons. But recently, um, there was, uh, it was a tweet and it was by Misha, and it was, like, really just bad. It was basically saying something about, like, I could have fit more people into the slave ships it was him at some kind of historical thing uh, with a picture of a slave oh, ship and wait, he yeah oh, just kind of and he and then he was like you guys are being too sensitive of oh course i don't mean that i i um, think that's always oh, that gaslighting oh, thing gosh. when people are like you're just being too sensitive it's not it's not that big of an issue when really it, um, i think slavery is still a big there's, issue there's some <laughs> where you can say you're being too sensitive but things like slavery, you can't really do that. Yeah. You can't really just say, oh, you're being too sensitive, um, fam. So, like, as much good as he's done, I can't I can't say that I'm a fan of Misha Collins anymore. And in Supernatural, like, even just the show, I actually stopped watching around mid-season, like, mid-season nine. Because yeah. I'm just, the treatment of female characters on that show is atrocious. Okay, so it's I looked disturbing. up the word for it because this happened at... Um, San Diego Comic-Con last year so a fan asked um, like it was the whole panel of the guys it had the writers it had the main actors so everyone was going crazy and one of the fan questions was um, so why have you pretty much killed off every female character there was because recently there had been Uh, spoiler spoiler alert they killed off Charlie, who Which was pissed me off. She was gay. She was nerdy. She was amazing. She was the she, hero to us all. She was the hero to us all, and especially in a fandom made up mostly of you know younger girls. What? Why would you kill her off? So, um, and this person that asked the question specifically used the word fridging, which I looked it up oh, on yeah. TV tropes, which is a character is killed in a gruesome manner and then left to be found to cause anguish to someone else. It's Can based off like also, a comic bush book issue where that actually happened. Right. And um, also, uh, this is also a spoiler alert when I was still watching. They brought back a character for, that made appear- an appearance in one episode in season one. And it was someone that Sam kind of had a little bit of a thing with. And it was little like bit. 10 years ago. And she was engaged. They brought her back. Literally 10 years ago. Like they brought filming her back, and everything. Killed her. And so Sam would watch her die. And she was engaged to somebody else. She had a whole life. Yeah. But her character was, like, reduced to, like, oh, she kissed Sam once. So here, let's bring her back That's, for some, you yeah. know, man pain. Part of bridging is their death is only to serve the purpose of the guy character's, like, story arc. Right. Oh. I feel like that's so 200% supernatural because I there's no, there's pretty much no female characters in there that have not died I've heard that. We still have Jody Mills. We still have have, Sheriff Jody Mills. Okay. Let's hold on to Hope. Which she's awesome. She She at one point, Kim Rhodes, who plays her, who I didn't realize it for the longest time, but she was the mom on Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen people like, oh, man. She's trying to escape those twins. Yeah. That's what she's still doing, trying to run and take care of these boys. But I love them. She actually found out that like a really avid supernatural fan had um uh it's not a cancer i forget what the disease was anyway bad news any disease bad news 
and she personally got her in contact with like her personal doctor because her mom had had the disease or something like that and like donated like a thousand dollars toward her treatment Mm. like i think examples like that is kind of what makes fandom great because like there's you know gofundmes for like people within the fandom that aren't doing too good Mm -hmm. and you know it's just that kind of community aspect but again there's the toxicity yeah. within there. We've just talked a lot about Supernatural. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Moving Ready on. To move on to another let's, fandom of gosh. toxic. Let's go. Let's go. Let's Where, get out of here. Which, which direction are we going now? Uh, I didn't mean direction. to do that. I didn't oh. mean. Oh, my. Okay. What a segue. Taking out the segue. trash. Bye, guys. Um, <laughs> okay, she puts herself gone. in the trash can. Okay. Okay. I'm going to preface this by saying I'm complete garbage, and it's okay for everyone to hate me because I hate me, too. Um... <laughs> So you ready to just chill out, like, daily? Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm ready yeah, for this. Right, I'm ready right. for this. this because I'm not into bandoms. This but is going to be the Emma bandoms. show for a bit. Um, <laughs> because I um, I was uh, thrust into the 1D fandom when uh, around 2012. The prime time for the fandom, honestly. That's when the world died. That apocalypse <laughs> happened. I know why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we we <laughs> now, now know why. <laughs> it was um around um late spring, summer 2012. And I was on, I had recently got a Tumblr, like, a month ago. Yeah. Because my friend is like, oh, hey, there's a bunch of, like, Harry Potter stuff on here, and it's going to be really cool. And I'm just like, that's awesome. And I got on there, and then one of my Harry, the Harry Potter blogs I followed is also a, one, a 1D fan. Oh. And so, and I remember the very first thing that I saw, well, other than pictures, and hearing What Makes You Beautiful 5,000 times on the radio and not gonna lie, I thought they were a bunch of like thir- I had the image of InSync now in my mind for them. Oh. So when I saw these sixteen-year-old boys, I was like, "Oh man!" A little bit of shock. I was like, "Oh, well then." <laughs> but um, there's, and um, I saw this video made by a guy named Mark Parsons, who was very well known in the One Direction fandom because he's a guy who made who wrote a fan fiction because he'd noticed that a lot of the fan fiction was written by girls and he was like you know i want to write one and he animated it oh and to That's this day it, it like it is it's not it's um it's a really good like example of fan fiction that you like you don't need sex you don't need like romance to make it good because it's just it's wacky and just hilarious like it's well, not really i mean and that the i like i saw that and i was like oh huh, this is kind of interesting now i need to understand the references the sigh the sigh oh, though man. quick question can you name all of them do you want middle names no <laughs> let's not get creepy here let's not talk again about we you are, staring at people it's the one direction fandom the definition is creepy like i am terrified come on name them all real uh, quick harry styles liam payne louis tomlinson niall horn zane malik well Leans no. the best. That's Not Zane. 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 <laughs> Not anymore. Uh-uh. Oh, it still hurts. Um, no, but, um, yeah, so I got into the fandom in 2012. And, um, you know, I was just kind of like, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. And, but, uh, honestly, identifying with the One Direction fandom is one of the hardest things that I've done because I was literally told to kill myself in high school because i like i liked them oh my god i was like looked dead in the eyes and was just like kill yourself and i was like okay then wow you're rude 
Yeah. But I um, think that's a little more than rude. It's like, a bit. I don't uh, like how like stuff like that has become a casual thing to say. It's like, can you not? Like, like even like if someone likes something, why why you gotta hate on that? And um, one thing also that I've noticed is um, One Direction is discredited a lot. They're discred. They're so like because I like to think I personally think it's because they're marketed towards teenage girls they're associated with teenage girls and you know it's like you said the boy band concerts with the girls screaming that a lot of people don't want to pay attention to what like the massive success they've actually gotten right and they've broken so many records and like a lot of people say oh you only like them because they're cute and it's like then you get all these guys who say i went to see this movie because megan fox was hot in it or something and that's normal and there's no different. There's no yeah. sim- that, not the same at all. Oh yeah. And can no, we like it's, rewind? It's Megan Fox. Okay, but it's Harry Styles. Like, can you not? Uh. Yeah. And can we like rewind to the '60s? Like, this is basically Beatle-mania. what the Beatles. Beatlemania. Beatles. Beatles. And Beatlemania and the British and invasion. You know, all those hipster guys now that are like, oh yeah, the Beatles. They're, I, they've just you know been the greatest thing that music has ever been gifted with. I was surprised because yeah, I never realized like that for the Beatles. And but uh, Madman. Uh, they had an episode where uh, the guy, uh, Donald Draper, he gives his daughter, like, Beatles tickets, and she freaks out. And I'm like, oh. Oh, it was crazy. I was like, oh, yeah. Why wouldn't little, like, young teenage girls love the Beatles? Right. And um, I'm going to also go another direction with the Beatles is um, Five Seconds of Summer, who got their popularity for opening for One Direction on their tour. They're two very different types of music. Like, Five Seconds of Summer all play their own instruments. Yeah. They're, like, the definition of, like, a band. And they put out... They write their own music. They, um, you know, they they play their own instruments. Yeah. They go on tour for, like, m- months, even, like, years at a time and do that. But they're seen as another boy band. Because when they don't boys p- and teenage girls like them. And it's because they were associated with One Direction, which was associated with teenage girls. And, um, I'm... Also, and blah, 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 I don't know where my thoughts went there for a second. Um, you'd think a lot of people are just like, oh, well, these teenage girls, they're crazy. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to deny that there is some craziness involved. But, I mean, if you're passionate about, if you like, if you like a band, yeah, it's there's nothing wrong with liking a band. And, like, let teenage girls like what they like. I mean, and, um, there's, I completely forgot um can i just say yeah um, let me get my thought back i should probably look this up but apparently there's a boy band created by jackie chan i've heard i should get into that amazing i remember like jackie chan is a gift to this world yeah and i like i saw a music video and i'm just like yeah so maybe check that out you can email me at bailey's email daily's email yeah sure um i'll I'll associate myself with this um uh yeah, there's, um, and I'm not good. There's a lot of problems in the One Direction fandom itself. Yeah, because it's um, it's such a wide range of people. Like you have people like me, eighteen to twenty one, been here since a while for like a while, and then you have the kids, right? Like the twelve, and the fandom itself is very sexually explicit. And you know, I'm one of those people that's like, oh well, I mean. You know, comprehensive sex ed, you shouldn't, like, shel- like worry too much sheltering. But there's a difference between comprehensive sex ed and the stuff that had, like... That like, fetishization? No, not that. Not, not, that. not or... even, like, just putting stuff out there where it's, like, 
um the one of the guys in the band will tweet something yeah and the responses are some of the most horrifying things I've ever seen oh, in my life. Like it's just, and then it's like, mm, I you, see where you're going. And then you go into the responses of that tweet and it's like, I'm 11. What does this mean? That's horrifying. It's like, and it's like going to Google it. No, no. And no. Um, then also an issue with the young part of the fandom. It's like, you know, also I don't really censor very well. It's a miracle that I have, I'm able to censor myself for this because bite is technically, <laughs> yeah. G, it's not G. It's, it's like PG, PG thirteen. General audiences. Yeah, we're we're a college podcast though, um, so you you get it, guys. Yeah, you get it. But like, and then, but also, it's like, you know, I don't censor myself very well. Like in high school theater, I would walk into the dressing room, just like dropping the f bomb like five times. And I would look over, and there's one of the children cast members. And I'm just like, half ass oops, f yeah. And I feel <laughs> like it was to the point where some of the co star co like the actors in it were like we sh- we might have to like duct tape you and i'm like okay <laughs> but um, yeah that's fair that's really fair but um also and what like like we were t- covering earlier what do you do you look up fan fiction and Ooh. the one direction Wattpad. fan fiction is uh, you will find some amazing like awesome works mostly gay and mostly. Ooh, queer representation and but then you'll a lot of times the fan fiction that first comes up is the, you know, the, um, oh, well, I fell in love with Harry Styles at a Starbucks. And people would shame people for writing those basic kinds of things. But you got to keep in mind, these are teen girls who are, like, trying, who are, like, oh, I'm going to try and write this. They're trying their hardest. Yeah. And, but then, like, OC stuff. Who like, hasn't? like, that's kind I of, mean, like, the thing with DeviantArt, like, people making fun of people posting, like, 11-year-olds posting stuff on DeviantArt. I do make jokes about DeviantArt OCs. DeviantArt OCs. I don't call kind of out like, specifics. Yeah. The, the f- but the thing is, also, you look up and you scroll through, and there's this massive, like, sex slave fan fiction thing. It's ah. it's like One Direction bought me as a sex slave. I'm like, why? Why would you write about this? What? That's, that's fairly squeaky. And also, yeah. It's fairly. Yeah. And it's usually <laughs> their parents that are selling them for money. And um, and I'm going to talk about the most popular One Direction fan fiction because it has been turned into a actual book. Like self-published? Like published? It, it's, I, it's a like, four-book like series. Each book it, 50 is... 50 Shades? Is this 50 Shades of Grey? No, I, that's Twilight, but it's worse yeah. than Twilight. I know, but is it did go into that way like 50 Shades did. It's worse. Oh, oh. I am not one to defend 50 Shades of Grey at all. It's called After by Anna Todd or Imaginator1D on Twitter. Okay. And yes, I will this call is starting you to sound familiar. out. <laughs> but because um, it's like... I like I said I am not one to defend Fifty Shades of Grey. I think it is atrocious and terrifying. I know. I'm just like, did it go? Did it like fan fiction to book like? That? Yes. Yeah, it's getting okay. a movie too. Yeah. After is getting. Which a movie. I mean, not bad examples of that have happened. Like with the um, uh, the the Immortal Instruments. There we go. Yeah, that was mm. that was a Harry Potter fan fiction. That didn't go too bad. Yeah, that eh. didn't go bad. But know. because it took, this is an example of where it goes bad. Because the thing was. It was, it centers around a girl named Tessa. Okay. And she falls in love with bad boy Harry. Why is Harry the bad boy? I know, he's, he's, a, he's. His a, name's Harry. No, I mean, if you think him, <laughs> if you see him in life, he is a precious angel who wouldn't hurt anybody. But and, in and the fandom, he's the bad boy. He's the bad boy. Because people, people like there to, 
<laughs> not oh. that we're not we're not on that kind we're of bad gonna, boy. We're not gonna. Oh. I want to make my own obscure references over here. <laughs> okay. We're um, but um, and she falls for the bad boy Harry. Okay, and it's the entire thing is romanticizing an abusive relationship. Because a la Fifty Shades of Grey, a la Twilight. Yeah, but it's um, the thing. The difference is Fifty Shades of Grey. Anastasia had a contract. She knew what she was getting into. Yeah. Harry just, like, um, see, the first thing is that they hated each other, which is my least favorite relationship trope ever. Hate because, each other, then love each other. Because it's like, oh, well, if the guy keeps pursuing the girl who hates him, oh, she'll eventually fall in love with him. Mm, That's my least favorite thing. noises from and Daily. Just, ugh, but, um, there's the, and he and his friend Zane, um, they would... They made a bet of who could take her virginity first for a large sum of money. So that's, that's what, because that's that's what kicked off the whole thing. And um, he he kept the sheets that were from that in his, the trunk of his car as proof of his conquest. Mm. Hey. And I'm just like, this is serial killer. All right, but, check the yeah. DNA out. But yeah. um, oh. there's um, they were described as blood covered sheets. I'm just like. Oh my god. Oh yeah. And um, oh my god. This is read mostly by like 13, 14, 15 year old girls. And there's and Harry just finds ways to just mess with Tessa to to pull her heart apart, to hurt her and um well they end up spoiler alert, they end up together in the end because true love conquers all. And um True. Which is obviously the message that we want to give to these 13, 14-year-old hey, girls. Hey, girls, if you love a guy enough... They see Harry as the dream boy from the fan like, fiction. Like, I don't... He's, he is mentally and emotionally abusive. He is manipulative. And that is not... Their relationship is nowhere near healthy because... And, I mean, Anna tried to backpedal and give Harry a tragic backstory to explain what he does. I'm just like, yeah, it, ex- it, doesn't it explains the behavior. It doesn't excuse it. There it, we go. That's what they try to do in Fifty Shades. And it's like, yeah, that's not. Yeah. That's not it's like that doesn't it. give you permission to be right. abusive. And I'm, it's like, and I just really, it really upsets me that that is the fan fiction that has been made popular because, like I said, I have read incredible fan fiction with queer representation. Yeah. And, but it's like, because there's, um, and I'm going to get into the um, internalized homophobia. And it's, it's, um, it, the fandom can be very harmful to the queer community without knowing it. Speaking as somebody, a, a queer girl in the One Direction fandom, is, um, not even like the feti- the fetish fe- the- fetishization. I, f- I flub that word every time. The feds. The, 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 oh, man. Uh, the FBI's here. They're coming for you. The, <laughs> the, okay. the of it is um, <laughs> they is the the gay relation like, of the typical gay like type of thing, and then it's and it's always you know oh who in the one like oh you want to date them no. I want to wrap them in a blanket, give them soup, put on their favorite movie, and make sure nobody ever hurts them again. Because I don't... I've gone past them. I've transcended the wanting to fall in love with them thing. Don't kink shame. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope, no, no kink shaming here. But I'm just saying, like, that's the common conception, is that we're a bunch of hormonal teenage girls. Right. And um, it's like, you know, oh, and there's the massive, oh, if you like One Direction, you're gay. And what's wrong with that, friend? There, yeah, can, can you I explain don't... to me this thing? 
that kind of thing, especially it's like you you have to be of a certain sexual orientation to be a fan of something. Certain, yes. And, and certain gender, certain age. And like what? Like what? Um the way that they would deny these gay rumors, the like the public the management, the public and like is very harmful to the queer community. Like the way that Louis Like the official like people representing Louis, Louis One has Direction. denied gay rumors so in so many hurtful ways and um is it okay cause if i quote it because he curses in it is it okay since it's a quote what's the word just say abbreviate okay yeah. yeah it's just like the very first one which is what we call the bs tweet is um he, he says how about this larry is the biggest load of bs i've ever heard and stuff like that and he's done it since then where he, he stepped out and he was wearing, like, uh, like the classic Apple logo with the rainbow, like, you know, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And somebody wrote an article about him supporting the LGBT community. Just because the he was wearing, and then, rainbow. And she, she didn't even mention his sexuality. She just said he was supporting it. Right. And mm. he responded by saying, I can't believe that, like, a credible news source would write something like this. I am, in fact, straight, stuff like that. And I'm just yeah. like, fam. And <laughs> he's not even the worst. Liam is known for saying a lot of problematic things. Like, he, um... And part of me thinks it's just, like, he can't get a break and he just keeps wording things wrong. Because he's never outright said, like, oh, uh, I don't like gay people. Right. But, um, something that he said was, he was like, I really love the Duck Dynasty thing because they have really great family values. <laughs> and people were like, you realize they're homophobic, right? And it's just like... He's um and he was just like oh I'm not homophobic yeah. I'm not homophobic that's and kind of a and um nitpicky thing to grab him on a recent thing was um Tyler Oakley's published it in his book even I I definitely just I forget it but he said he said something that like caused a really the most recent thing that hurts me personally the most was that he was put probably to try and regain his image yeah he had an exclusive interview with um a gay magazine in Britain mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And but they totally messed it up because these are boys that have had sexually explicit things said to them, just been harassed, been grabbed and everything. Yeah. And he said that the whole gay thing was the saddest thing to come out of the fandom, Mm. which that struck a chord for me a lot. Yeah. Because it's like we're out of all things, out of all things. And it's just like we're trying to be creative. Like there are these girls trying to find their creativity and the the way that he said it was like the com- like the community and i'm just like fam fam and that was um but i mean then again there's harry just like running around with um rainbow like gay pride flags on stage yeah. you have he's <laughs> fully supportive of it and so is niall they're just like and it's just there's better ways there's to better ways um, to do it say that and no like, i'm not actually gay like it's like um What's always said to like if someone that of a uh, gender that you're not interested in asks you out, you're like, oh, I'm flattered, but I'm not attracted to you, your gender, whatever you, however you want to word that. Yeah. There's there's a better way to do that than being like I'm really disappointed in people thinking that I'm gay. Like why is that? Yeah. An in- why is that inherently an insult? Yeah, and there's um, and it's. Just people are afraid to like their music because of the rumors around them. Because of the, the association with mm. the queer community. Like, and it's like if you you're know. like 
I feel especially probably with guys are feel yeah. like that they can't like One Direction because of one of my guy friends was like I heard when songs were in I'm like oh that's good and it was like well that was One Direction he's just like oh man it's like so you can you can still like it it just is that toxic masculinity where yeah. you're not imagine allowed to not like certain things like the Backstreet Boys right oh my god I mean imagine being a girl and not being able to like video games oh wait oh. <laughs> but, um, you'll get caught up and but. um I'm just gonna mention one more band because it's associated and this is a girl group actually yay probably sucks the girl group oh of, my gosh um, <laughs> for a second I thought you were serious and I was gonna get really <laughs> mad um, but there's uh, Little Mix, another uh, British group. They were also on the X Factor, but the difference was they won their season. I One- feel like we never find out what happens to people on those shows. Um, we just watch the auditions and then One Direction where got, do they go? One Direction got to third place, and Little Mix was the very first group to actually win the competition. Ew. And the like the first girl group to do something. And I mean, if you look them up, their live performances, they are incredible. But... um. They have also been reduced to, and I mean, they're represent. Um, there are four of them. Two are mixed. One is black, and one is white. Mm-hmm. There's the representation. They're Yay. so they are so yeah. for the gay community. They love that they write girl power songs like their anthem salute. I was jamming to it today. It's um about like you know girls, girl power army stuff like that. Yeah. And um, there's this, there's some, um, but in a um. The one of the girls, Perry Edwards, dated Zane from One Direction for four years. They were engaged for two, and um, it ended, and there was a whole thing around that. But people only think of them as the one, though they were only famous because of One Direction. I'm not going to deny that because a lot of their publicity did come from that. That's how yeah. I found them. But also, they do have, they do make amazing music. They do have, like, they're just. I've met them before. They're amazing people. Ah. They're so lovely as humans, like, and, um, they, um, but then again, because of, and, okay, I'm going to stop that thought right now. I don't know where I'm going. Don't hate the play. I hate the game. Yeah. They got into it. Yeah. I mean, they're, and they're making a name for themselves. Their, their, um, Black Magic became a pretty big hit over here. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they've won some awards because of that, which is, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to get, like, get big in the U.S. sometimes. And there's, um, but then, you know, one thing that I've noticed with, there's another girl group in the Rising from here, Fifth Harmony. Yes. Which I like them, too. I love them, too. But what I've, and I actually just saw this downstairs. I I was they've been around forever, but I I think recently because of the songs, like, (laughs) Worth It, you might have heard on that, like, Hershey's Kiss commercial. And on that everything. Wonderful. But um, there's, what I've noticed is, like, um, they won uh, Fifth Harmony won a Billboard Award last night, I think. Yay! And, um, snaps for that. And, but then every time one of them is brought up, it's like, oh, but the other one is better. And I'm just like, why does it gotta be a competition, fam? Like, why do the why is it always that girls have to be pitted against each other? Right. And I think it's like, I mean, we're naturally competitive guys. Oh yeah, that's, I blame that's the sitcom. I hate all of you. Oh my <laughs> god, we're actually just manipulative and rude, and we hate every single other woman ever. Because that's like true what story. girls are about. That's what girls are about. Hate. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got an I want to screamo fandoms right there. Tampon. Oh wait, reel it back, reel it back, reel it back, reel it back. There's and um. And that it's the way like it's like that with a lot of girl musicians like um, Taylor Swift is meant out to be like a hateful person yeah and stuff like that it's and I don't. 
they're always trying to make these like they're trying to make drama foods. like with they're trying like, to Nikki and Nikki Taylor, Taylor that and, kind of thing. But there's but the thing is you never see that with male artists. Both Fifth Harmony ever. and Little Mix have said they don't want a feud. Yeah, they do not want that. And you know it's like. I am all for seeing the girl group rise again back to, like, the 90s, early 2000s with yes. Destiny's Child, Spice Girls, TLC, yes. all these girl groups, like, on top of the world. And I am totally about that, and especially because they're both so, like, about – they're both really into – like, Fifth Harmony, Lauren, like, is actually really into, like, getting activists, uh, yeah. like, recently. And they're – you know, it's like they're both majorly about yeah. girl power. And the music itself, like Boss by Fifth Harmony. Mm, yes. Like, I jammed to that yes. in the shower. But, um, and it actually matches up very well with Salute, may I add. And um, there's so much fighting associated with, like, the girl groups against girls. It's like, oh, there can only be one girl champion. You must win the hearts of the boy. I'm just like, <laughs> okay, okay, uh, chill, chill, chill with your misogynistic Calm crap. Down. Hmm. Calm, Calm down. Calm down. Can you can your sexism is showing, <laughs> but grandma, your sexism is showing. <laughs> yeah, wow. that was. I think we've had to face that when we went home a little bit for Thanksgiving break. But um, so girl hate, we hate it. We hate girl hate. We hate hating on girls. Oh yeah. And I think we see that a lot. And I'm gonna turn this over to your expertise in the AH fandom. Woo. Christine, um, let's talk about all the Lindsay hate within <laughs> Achievement One Hunter. more thing before we leave One Direction. Okay. Okay, let's let's My favorite thing is when Before uh, we go someone, in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to get in no, the No, no, honestly, I have a honestly, whenever someone talks about like, "Hey, I need to take this in one direction or they say direction or something." I'm just like, "Great band." And then they <laughs> all hate. They like glare at me and I'm just like, "Ha ha ha ha." <laughs> 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 I anyways, sacrificed my social life for a pun. Anyways, yeah. Uh Rooster Teeth Achievement Hunter. That that's a mm. We're all into that. Lindsay hate makes me sad. <laughs> if you don't know, Lindsay's the redhead of a rooster teeth. Married to the angriest does. little man on the internet. <laughs> she has been uh praised so much by like Bernie Burn or Bernie Burn. Yeah, I'm like Bernie Burn. Burn. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a real name. He, it kind it's of is. Not, it's no, not. It's yeah, his name Burns. is Michael, but his name is Michael. Like, what is he now? He was like the creator, founder, CEO. Yeah, he's he's, he's the like founder co- he right now. He's one of the big people. So the company. He's the he, creative director he at this point. He's personally like. Uh, what was Gavin? Wasn't Gavin recently? Wait, promoted? yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's some kind of CEO. And he's some important anyways, dude. Let's talk Boxes. about girls again. <laughs> anyways, he has like personally uh, praised Lindsay for doing like everything, like all the she small projects. So she amazing. finds a way to work into them. She'll voice act. She'll write. Uh, she like perform. She like participates, and she'll find something to do. She willingly, and she, she does a great her job. Her editing is really amazing. Like they'll have like her Lindsayfy things, and she just does these so incredible remixes her, of ridiculous stuff. Her Minecraft builds. I fell in are right. incredible. I fell in love when the Enderman dance when it's like yeah, and I'm just like I love Lindsay now. Yet another thing That's, to look up, guys. Beautiful. Lindsay but and Michael. And so how to Enderman dance yeah. in Minecraft in a company that is mostly made up of guys and it's focused on gaming. I feel like Lindsay, Lindsay like definitely stands out on her own, but because she's in a company that is mostly made up of guys and it's Which centered around gaming and so- watched by a lot of guys, are home alone with their I don't know let's with come up hate. with a stereotype what, real, real cheese <laughs> Cheetos on their fingertips and Mountain Dew and, and their 
internalized misogyny. No, no, no. In hate, the YouTube no comments. No replying to me with their Facebook comments. We had, we had a. I love to break free. <laughs> yeah. So, I get, online there's just a lot of hate for Lindsay, even though she's. Yeah, I've gone to fights so online. Upset. Yeah. Yeah, there's like this one girl like, oh, I don't know why we have Lindsay in these. Let's play. She's not funny. She hasn't done one funny thing. And I'm like. I'm like, she talk- She made a joke about cats right here. That was funny. And he's like, that wasn't funny. Just because she says something about cats doesn't mean it's funny. I'm like, we're on the internet for one. Excuse you. So cats and are then, the penultimate. And then I'm like, well, <laughs> and then I brought up like that Enderman, uh, How to Dance with Enderman. He, he's like, well, you don't see a lot of merchandise like when Gavin says something. And I'm like, well, screw Gavin. Like, Fan. just because. And I mean, I'm like, I can find merchandise made by fans as well of her or like fan art of what she's done. But because, like, it's like Gavin, he's like, whatever he says becomes gold money for them. Yeah. Because they know they have a lot of fangirls that... Like oh the, the British British Gavin huh? yeah and then guess, he can literally just say like butter and it becomes a thing it, it li- because it's, it's said been in like that, that. Voice. it's literally been like that they've made jokes it's a meme I like I used to be such a Gavin fangirl, but then I was like he's not that great I realized later like I'm like he said some really bad and troubling stuff oh yeah oh my god oh. I mean, like all the things they have to censor on the videos yeah. are no. mostly said by him i i'm thinking of this one it gosh uh when they were doing it was gavin and jeff doing let's bills there was one where they made the portal house mm-hmm. and i think do I you know what you're talking about yeah and what happened was i i, I they took it down because of how much uh like ne- how much people hated it and got mad at them because Gavin and Jeff were telling Ryan about this thing they do when on their way to work where they'll see a woman walking down the street and they will follow her if they think she's hot and oh they'll God. keep fo- if they call it no. connect the hots no, no I'm being serious because I was I was dis- I'm going to continue okay um, and they'll do this until, like, they find another hot girl. And they just, whenever she ends, and they're like, oh, well, now where are we in town? And then they'll try to get back to work. This is a thing they did. and They could have done it with someone walking a dog, for, for God's sake. Like, and this, this was, like, all within the span of a Connect week. Because what happens like... is, like, not maybe, it was, like, uh, later Jeff takes it down. And he's like, yeah, we realized we upset a lot of people. We're sorry about that. It says nothing about whether that they recognize what they did, yeah. what they're doing was wrong. Yeah. And, you know, you got a lot of people split. They're like, oh, people are being too sensitive. And I'm like, this is creepy. No, it's yeah. terrifying. Like, but it's, it's not okay. To- someone That'd who be really, like, rised up at the time was Michael, who's, uh, who's like, Liz- Liz- Lindsay's husband. He, like, stepped up during a podcast, and he called out incredibly well you can probably find it of michael yelling at gavin for literally following women around good michael is my fave (laughs) because like i mean i think within all fandoms we have like our problematic faves Mm. like obviously what jeff and gavin did that was super problematic and super creepy jeff is married he has a daughter yeah. yeah yeah i mean like It'd be kind of one of those things where it's like mm, his wife dude, is a I mean, pretty is a feminist as well. Oh yeah. yeah, that's just something that I don't think they should have talked about. Let alone, yeah. I mean, obviously, let alone done in the first place. Oh yeah, but I mean, like even well, I'm remembering when I, I was know. watching like Ryan. He's you could kind of get like maybe he was a bit uncomfortable. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, 
Like, he would kind of, like, try to play along. Because here's the problem I with making videos. I love Ryan. I oh love Ryan God. so Ryan much. Hayward my male waifu, I guess. I don't know. My only one. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, internet, for saying that. Matthew. Anyways, he, like, even he was kind of... It's a problem with Let's Plays. It's hard to call out someone. Because they can make it really uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're trying to keep it positive and mm-hmm. interesting. If you get where it won't be funny, yeah. you, sometimes you just have to roll with it. And that's a big... That can be a problem. That's an issue. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Michael didn't have that problem. Oh, Michael. Especially within um, a fandom, I guess, where it is a... I mean, I just don't understand sometimes why they don't acknowledge as much how much of a following they have of teenage girls. Mm -hmm. Like, as much as the company was originally... They probably expected their audience to be teenage boys or boys in their 20s. It's really become, you know, like 15 to 25 year old girls that you know attend rtx and go to these events and oh watch God, the podcasts so there are and girls i look up to ruby especially right. since they're looking for that queer representation which may or may not come but there, yeah there are girls that look up to carolina <laughs> um <laughs> i wasn't dying. subtle about is, that is at that, all is do emma um, do, do you look up to carolina my nickname is actually carolina <laughs> here we go and you know it's um when i first started watching it because of my RBB. friends back in high school, uh, Red versus Blue, for those of you that aren't. I first started watching it, like, not even a year ago, because I was, um, and this is a shout-out to, um, shout-out to my friends Wash and Church. We all <laughs> gave ourselves <laughs> nicknames, um, and, you know, they were just like, you need to watch this, and I was like, hmm, all right. And so I, um, I watched the entire thing in, like, a week and a half. All which, of it. Which all is... Of it. As much as, like, the episodes are super During short, that's still a an During musical event. was going on, while we were working on a musical, okay, like... as someone who's worked in theater, yeah. And, uh, you go, girl. <laughs> and, like, that was, um... And it's, um... There's... I was already kind of into the Achievement Hunter thing because... And the great Michael Jones, his um, Impossible Game Rage <laughs> Quit, was, is yes, what got me into it. Yeah, if you're not... Affili- Swiss F and yeah. If you're not familiar with um, Achievement Hunter and Rooster Teeth, Watch at rage some quit. point you've probably run into a Rage Quit, which is essentially a very, very angry man playing video games. It's how he literally got the job. A yep. very, literally very how he got his angry job. man. <laughs> very, and he's very creative with his words, oh, man. too. Well, you have to give him that. But... And that's um, something I thought about, too, when I thought that maybe they started to realize, like, where their audience was, like, the demographic was turning to when they made, like, Ruby or when they started introducing more female characters into RVB. Speaking of Ruby, um, last night, Michael Clifford, member of Five Sauce, was on Snapchat, and he's like, I'm literally obsessed with this show called Ruby right now. And I was just like, like, exclamation points. I was like, oh, my God. That's lovely. (laughs) That's good. I... Another thing I like, I feel like Rooster Teeth did a good job is they made like their big influence on the internet. They had like oh, all these jobs oh, that yeah. you can connect. They kind of prove you can do this, and now a lot of people want to work for them. Yeah, I, I wanna, honestly, I'm going to graduate fairly soon, and what I'm going to do is be like, hey, I have this skill. It's practical. Hey, hey. You know, like I, am, I have friends yeah. that want to work there. Yeah, I. I yeah, well, I think all of us here would I be mean, very, very happy. With I'm actually working it's at like Teeth. I like watching them. I want to, because personally, I'm awful at video games. Like I, I'm, no, I'm not so, doing video games. I am so bad yeah. at them. But it's to the point where it is comical how bad I am. There you go. And I want, yeah, I want to make a channel called I Suck at Gaming. 
And like, I'll just be like, this week, I'm going to suck at Halo. Really bad. Awful. Just complete buffoonery. Just, if you've ever seen me play Halo, it's complete buffoonery. It's horrendous. (laughs) Like, it is to the point of. You have to stomach the fact that I'm probably not going to actually get anything done and just yeah. watch me yell at myself. Well, you have a subscriber right here, then. Ah! I, I mean, just need to, like, get a console. Yeah. And I feel like there's a been a lot of, like, complications with wanting to join, like, the Let's Play group because they're so popular. It's one of their most popular channels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so many people are like, oh, I want to be with them. Part of me is like, Eh, I'm not going to aim yeah. for that mm-hmm. one because of what happened to Lindsay, right? Where I have fought people. So angry. And, oh, yeah, but and then Lindsay hate continually makes me. So I mean, upset. like, even just the I don't want to like. It's sad what I'm about to say, but the expected misogyny in something yep. that involves gaming. Like, I think Rooster Teeth does a very good job of not being super problematic aside from in what we brought up earlier obviously yeah the connect the hots but um i, I vote for connect at the, the same time it's just a general kind of like okay so a tragedy happened earlier this year ray left oh was that last i thought you were year? talking about something i thought you were I talking thought about monty I, so did like, I? I was like uh, rest in peace <laughs> So sorry. Like, okay. I mean, obviously, hold that on, was quick. A tragedy. Good thing that the Phantom has done is they threw up a GoFundMe for Monty's like uh, may he rest in Mon- peace. Like, Monty Ohm his, was like, the uh, procedure, uh, which ended up going into his funeral, which is a nice thing that they did. Yeah, yeah that's another. Again, I'll say it a million times uh, with fandoms. I think Monty. the way that the community can come together, especially with you know things like Kickstarters and uh, GoFundMe's, mm-hmm. especially. Uh, GoFundMe's for me because not not my GoFundMe not saying that but like send me money like you know individual people (laughs) that are like hey you know I've been around I've liked your posts and I'm having a hard time right now please help me um but so Ray so okay so Ray Ray was part channel um I have watched his Twitch stream quite a bit he's still he's still pretty great I mean, he's Ray. Obviously, he's great. I just but recently watched Brown Out again, and I was like, oh, yeah. as long as I he forgot energy, how, how sad I got. So, Achievement Hunter originally was kind of like the main six. It was the uh, gents and the lads. <laughs> and uh, I'm laughing because, yeah, originally it was. I'm just like, originally not even Ryan was concerned. Yeah. People yeah. Were like, people, and now Ryan's like one the of the most loved of guys. Jack and Ryan signed the same, and I was one of them. I'm like, I don't even know. I, guess, I still don't now, know sometimes. And now yeah. Ryan is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan like, is, other than Michael, because Michael's who got me into Rooster Teeth, um, Michael will always be my favorite. But Ryan is a close second. Right. I just, Ryan I love has like his so own much. fandom. It's the Haywood fandom. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... But oh. okay, <laughs> I'm so, imagining his face. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, my, oh. But so Ray left. He's, he's like he's at a, the peak of like amazing. where I think Achievement Hunter was really getting prolific. Um, Ray left, yeah. and so people were wondering, you know, who's gonna who's gonna replace him? Jeremy Dooley. Jeremy Dooley. <laughs> he's great. I really I like Jeremy. Jeremy Dooley. But I think there's still quite a bit of comments in that it's... infamous comment section saying like, "Oh, Jeremy's not funny." The fandom is so hypocritical. They're they like, don't... man, I wish I could join them. Or you... back when they were still working as the uh, like side fan, like fan achievement hunter, where they would make their Matt and Jeremy would show like whatever like maps or whatever they found. They're like, 
man, these guys should work for Achievement Hunter. Wow, fire them. It's yeah. so flip-flop because they're so it jealous. from one to the other. And then it's like you have this guy who started in the community channel as a massive Achievement Hunter nerd working his way up to the top. It's like, you can do it too. That's like a dream thing. Everyone should be like, yes, Jeremy, go Jeremy. Go We're Jeremy. so glad for you know where you've gotten to. That moment where they like where it was like Jeremy's house and he was like officially part of the team. Like I was just... I teared yeah. up a bit. Like, his face. He was just so happy. And um, I just... I look- Jeremy's small. He's okay. so small. <laughs> okay. He's shorter than me. I didn't think we'd get on this. I really didn't. He's so, so little, small. But- it's like his joke. Everyone has a joke. Ray has yeah. the Puerto Rican. Michael has Ray Trip. Gavin has his nose. Like, yeah. Ryan has small. the murder. Ryan has the murder. Jack has the beard. Well, not uh, anymore. Oh, my God. That, God he that looks like me. a thumb. That scared me. Like, I was watching, I was going through some videos, like, uh, Go videos, and then I got, and then I see Jack's face, I'm like, oh! Yeah. There, wait, there we go. Okay, so, Extra Life, the 24-hour, wait, Another was it? Thing okay. <laughs> okay, so Extra Life is this massive live stream. 24 hours. 24 hours. 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. the next day. That just keeps going, and they're providing quality entertainment all the while for 24 hours. Hurricane Gus the Cheese Master. Which, okay. <laughs> Like, it's hilarious. It's wonderful. They have, like, the kids. you know, like, exclusive stuff that they sold. And the this poster. was the Pokemon poster. I wanted that so bad. Oh, man, but same. all of this was for the children. Extra Life being donating to kids in need in hospitals, what have you. Michael got um, tasered. Michael got it's tasered. This kind of stuff. You know, they, like, Gus sacrificed showed up for and themselves. Everything paled in comparison. And the reason, you know, Extra Life works is because they have this following that wants to see this content and thus wants to donate and help people out. Like, fandoms, yes, go I've fandoms for that. i always busy whenever they do Extra Life, so I'm just like, oh, I missed everything. Yeah. I, kept, I kept up with it on Tumblr because I couldn't actually watch it, Same. but it was on my Red vs. Blue side blog, which I made, and yeah, um, yeah, but... Um, <laughs> It's also, there's a, this is a judgment-free zone. There's also a little bit of Rooster Teeth and Achievement Hunter in there when I can't, like, you know, stuff like that. But I would keep up with it on that, and, like, I saw everything that was happening, and then, like, Michael got tasered, and Gavin and Michael drank the food-colored milk, and then Gus showed up. What did Gus do? I don't know what you're talking about. It was around, like, midnight to 3 a.m. He got wasted, <laughs> and... It was, um, we call, they call it Hurricane Gus because it was just, oh my That's what it was. He was, there was a point where, um, like, he was just, like, running around shirtless, like, chugging vodka, and we're just like. Hashtag me. Gus. (laughs) Like, if you haven't seen that, it's, it is a whirlwind of just, I don't even, I don't even. It's a hurricane. It's a hurricane Gus. Active nature, and it was the point where um, like he would go off set, and Miles would be t- love of my life, Miles Luna. He would be talking, and he's just, and then he would just go, Wait, oh my god, is he coming back? Oh no! <laughs> like they were in fear of Gus for a bit. And Lovely. It was, but yeah, that was around like midnight to three a.m. And they kept doing the thirteen thirty-seven because Gus would put ridiculous things on the wheel, and he would just be like, ha, ha, oh my god, like whenever the bell would go off. There's probably a compilation we have to look at. There into is. Later. There yeah. is. Trust me. That's another thing I like about the um, RT community. There's all. There's a lot there's of. There's always. There's oh, always there's so compilations and like fan made stuff. That's just really awesome. That's um, something we didn't really get into a whole lot about fandoms, but like, like fan art, 
fan fiction, fan made stuff. Yes. I, Amazing. I've been thinking, like, if nerd fandom I'm in, Homestuck, now everyone's going to click stop listening. <laughs> where uh, one of the good things, there's a lot of good and bad that's come from that fandom, but one of the good things I found is if you draw, like, fan art, and if you continue drawing fan art for Homestuck, you you can get, like, really popular and really famous. Oh, yeah. It's, like, a big, it's been a big thing. I've followed, like, I've seen, like, differences from, like, one of the uh, and fan art of this one artist who did who has her actual fan art or her actual art that's been on the actual Homestuck like webcomic. It's been used, um, and I've yeah. seen like before and after. I'm like, oh wow, her style has changed, and sh- she can continue, and you can get really famous by like continuing. Um, bringing that up with the uh, red versus blue, there's an artist on Tumblr, Sinisai. Don't really know how to pronounce their URL, but. Um, they created this Guns for Hire AU mm-hmm. where, like, they redrew the RVB characters. And it's really, really popular. And it's it's incredible. Like, I mean, it's, like, mind-blowing how amazing and creative it is. And it has this big following in the Red versus Blue fandom. And, like, you know, I saw it and I was like, oh, my God, this is really cool. Yeah. I think Rooster Teeth especially um, is good at acknowledging um, fan art. Like, on the know, they have the fan art yeah. going on in the background. And um, they they retweet a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, sometimes on podcasts, yeah. um, if people make stuff during the podcast, the they show like it. fan art. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true, too. One okay. of the things I'm thinking of is Achievement Hunter. Uh, there is, uh, I think it's like Five You Don't Know. or um. I kind of want to look it up, but I don't know if I can. Uh, this one uh, girl, she will draw, like, a- fandom AUs of all the Achievement Hunter Let's Players and, like, uh, family, kind of like uh, Jeff and Jack are the dads. Is, well, is all, this the magical one? There's several different. I know some who are you're magical, talking about, some, yeah. Like, and I've been to a couple of her live streams, and she's, she's nice, and she's like, yeah, this got really popular, and she's really happy. Yeah. You know, you can... You got something going on. There, there was an artist that would draw um, rooster teeth employees. Found it. In someone Lexus. you don't know. Five. Someone you don't know. Five. All right, I found some of the art, and I'm just shout out show to it. Someone you don't show know it five. around here. That's amazing. Like, it's huh. it's mine. There's just so many of them, and um, my favorite one is of the Dakota twins. Nice. It's so cool. But I that's really great too. About um, I think. We all, if we ever drew, I draw. Um, I, I started off with, you I know, drawing fan art. I mean, what else do you draw but fan art at first, if I, not DeviantArt OCs? Really awful still animations, kind of like because I was inspired by the Rooster Teeth podcast animations. Mm-hmm. I did one of the Internet Box, and if you don't know, Internet Box has a lot of has like it was like an older podcast. Kind of, I don't know how it's doing. I haven't been able to finish, but has like. Michael, Lindsay, Barbara, Ray, Carrie. It has, like, all those kind of people. So I drew, like, videos of animation going along with their story. Please don't find it. Please don't find it. Uh, (laughs) um, I don't – this is kind of changing the topic, but it's something that kind of upsets me, and it's in the Red versus Blue fandom, is Carolina hate is something that's fairly common. And it makes, like – you know, as somebody who's, like, you know – I respond to Carolina quicker than my own name sometimes. Um, it's, um, I don't understand it very much. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, she's just, she's done a lot of really messed up things. And it's like, 
everyone in Freelancer did a lot of really messed up things. And, you know, she is a woman in power. It's just that knee-jerk misogyny. In, that, in, 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 in Season 9, when she showed up, it, it part of, like, the main Blood Colch cast, there was... She was the pretty much she was she was the only female in the main Blood Gulch cast. Yeah, because I mean, while that we they were doing the flashbacks to Freelancer, of course there was South and CT and Tex and amazing characters. But um, there's, but there's I've just seen so much people are so many people are just like, oh I hate Carolina, and I'm just like, but why? But why? Why you gotta hate someone? Like, and even in the chorus trilogy she's come back and she's had some amazing like store like some amazing messages like you know the past doesn't define you it just gives you a starting point to where you're going to be yeah and all that kind of and you really get to see her recovery process from everything that did happen in freelancer and finding a family with the blood gulch crew yeah like both her and wash too (laughs) like and wash will forever be like one of my faves other than carolina yeah i think it kind of goes back to like why why do people hate i guess on fangirls in the first place why yeah. do people hate on um people Girls that are, are excited about things Girls have cooties. i mean they, there's there's that john it green quote that kind of uh goes it's kind of a general one for like all you know nerdy people fans of things where it's i i can't quote it um word for word but it's basically like why would you be upset over someone else being like jumping up and down in their chair excitement over something like why does is that kind of why does that affect you why why is it bad that they're excited about something yeah and i think in the end especially with um shows and you know groups of people or whatever bands that are kind of defined by their followings who are made up of, you know, younger girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to, like, look at, like, if if you're, you know, hating on, you know, One Directioners, you got to kind of look at why why that specifically. Why, why what do the, what does all the fans have in common? And typically that winds up being is that they're female. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, like, instead of what, what you should do instead is, like, you know, don't hate on people. Be like, hey, this thing is interesting. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Like, and, or even if you're in a fandom, don't be, don't act high and mighty. Don't act yeah. like, I'm in a fandom, I'm that better than you. That is definitely one of the attitudes, I think, that's super be- problematic. Yeah. Because um, there's, um, and again, shout out to Wash and Church, my, like, some of, like, my two, like, two closest, some of my two closest, like, male friends who were just, instead of being like, oh, it's an internet thing, you don't get it, they're just like, hey, you should watch this so we can joke about it together. Yeah. And then what they did is they created this community of kids and it was, uh, they got all of us to watch this show. And um, Church is still in high school right now. And he's getting even more people to watch it and giving them character names. And, you know, you know the way it works is that you're um, Blood Gulch until you become a freelancer when you graduate. Yeah. So I was Dr. Gray until I graduated like a month later. Um, and... There's, and that's the thing is that fandom can bring people together. So like these people that we're getting together again, we're all like meeting back up over break. We're going to try to. And it's like, I remember that build crew and everything around that being one of the most fun experiences I had in high school. And it was towards the end of my senior year, which I like, I wouldn't really think 
would like there would just be like a lot of I'm just waiting to get out. But this kind of this thing just kind of popped up in my life. And I was like and now, you know, I've found a community with that. And I've found like I've identified in like loving red versus blue. And it's like that's a very positive fandom that I become a part of. Like, you know, it's like I've had the native experiences with Super Hulock, with One Direction, and everything like that. And having this fandom, instead of shutting me out, being like, watch this, it's good, and including, like, me in that was really awesome. And I'm, I'm again, I'm just going to shout out to, um, I'm going to give them their real names this time, Danny and Cole. I'm going to shout out to them. And um, uh, Danny actually goes here. And there's... I hope he's listening. He better be. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna tell him to listen. Trust me. He's outside uh, the window. Oh god. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> but um, yeah. They're um. I just you know, and I've I've thanked them a few times, but I'm just gonna do it again, like because it's. That was such a positive thing, especially because the musical was extremely stressful, and, hmm. but they were um. People like that are why fandoms are great. Yeah, people like them are why fandoms, fandoms are, are fantastic. I'm laughing because I'm thinking of as a member of the Homestuck fandom. Me and my friends were like, "Don't read Homestuck." Yeah, <laughs> please don't. It's like save people some. What of the, the heck is a Homestuck? I, it's like oh, this okay. is what happened. <laughs> like whether you want to, whether you think it's depressing or not, I don't know who I'd be if not for Homestuck. That thing has oh, it, yeah. it has influenced my life way too much. I had that's how I got into Rooster Teeth because of Homestuck. It's how I got into so many fandoms, and I'm just like, I don't even know what my major would be if not for home. Yeah, honestly, RT really got me thinking about, oh, you know, what do I like? Oh, I like Rooster Teeth. Mm-hmm. Where do I go from there? TCOM, here we go. So, yeah. I mean, I think Rooster that Teeth got me into as many negative things there are about fandoms, there's a lot of problematic things. There's a lot of toxicity. I guess in the end, we have to look at, like, how much this has affected, you know, our lives, like, our upbringing. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh. I don't – I really don't know where I would be if I didn't, you know, get really, really, really into Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Like – writing skills off the charts Harry, for me like, because writing so much fan fiction. What so would have happened fiction. if I didn't realize Gunnery Court was an internet webcomic? That was a month what? of torture waiting for the next no, installment. No, like, and then my brother's like, no, it's on the internet. I'm like, they can do that? They can do that. Uh, yeah, like, you know, where would I be now if I hadn't picked up Harry Potter? It's like, you know, I could be a completely different person. I could even not be here. There's like, um, and you know, do you just okay? Um, there's like, I don't know, I mean, like anything could happen. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like yeah. I could have been not reading Harry Potter, got hit by a car or something. Yeah. I'm just like, but fade out of existence. <laughs> yeah, it's the butterfly effect. You don't read Harry Potter, you don't know what could happen. You don't read Harry but Potter, and then you you like get hit by a car or yeah. something. You never I'm know. Go travel back in time, slap Let's... Harry Potter out of J.K. Rowling's hands, and no, be like, why would what you now? do that? No, um, so no, many people's lives are ruined. It's like even just like any fandoms. It, like even just like recently getting into things like you know who would I be without red versus blue who would I like and all that kind of stuff and fandoms can be very positive and you know it's like and I'm also in yeah. the YouTuber fandom yeah and there's like and that's just such a massive umbrella term yeah but it's yeah a, we're gonna have a yeah. podcast actually help build who you are and it can be yeah. positive or negative but 
it's a part. It's, it's, who you it's are. what you make of it. Dan, it's, like, you know. Dan and Phil and even and like um, Achievement Hunter and all that are like, you know, it's like I kind of want to try and do the YouTube thing because it's like I can talk about things. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can and the whole I suck at gaming. Like I want to do that because of reason because yeah. it's just like, you know, I mean, it's because of fandoms that I'm sitting here and bite. I'm passionate about something and I'm able to um, do something with that, like this podcast yeah, and, and all the other podcasts that I'm on Anime Team. Plug, plug, plug. Go listen to that. Shameless plug here. Also, <laughs> and like, though, it's because of fandoms that um, Dara actually came over while I was in Brack and while you guys were having your initial meeting was like, hey, I know you're in fandoms and you're in FA. Our and they're doing story. they're doing a podcast, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, cool! And here I am now. And here we are now. <laughs> and like stuff like this, especially Byte, is kind of like um, we said at the very beginning, kind of like an outside of the internet fandom, like where we can come and talk about things that we like. And the things that we like, guys, are feminism and nerdy stuff. So as always, just so you know, in case you yeah. haven't caught on, in case you haven't caught on, this being yeah. you know the coven where we talk about feminism and nerdy stuff, virgin sacrifices, yes, oh, that's uh, crystal that's, meth, that's, oh. crystal meth, right, right. <laughs> you know, is that what I did? Oh. <laughs> is that what I did? Like that's what that? witches do, guys. But, um, <laughs> crystal meth. Do we do crystal meth, everybody? Because obviously, yeah. But okay, so this has been the fandom podcast where we've gotten to talk about the fantastic and the effing terrible. Let's go with that one. The uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Bash. Okay. <laughs> I have been your supreme daily Wilhelm, and joining me today was fandom expert Emma <laughs> and our AH expert, sub average Christine. Here we go. Um, thank you guys for listening check out all the other podcasts here on bitebsu.com and give all of them even the ones that aren't anime a team a listen wow <laughs> and shameless we'll self-promo. be back at, yeah shameless self-promo <laughs> and we'll be back after christmas break holiday break sorry wow. that's representation I, I have a lovely break everybody have a lovely break, break. and we'll see you next time bye, bye.